Welcome to Wednesday evening chapel. You guys staying warm? Enjoying the 20 degree weather so far? Yeah, I think it can only get colder, right? Yeah. We are called to trust in the Lord with all with all our hearts. And let us say that together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Amen. We're privileged to have special guests with us this evening. Um, first of all, it's a joy to have Pastor, uh, hopefully I say this right, Myla, Mila Tamua. I say it right? Mila Tamua. Could you welcome him? I knew I'd miss it up. He's a pastor at Samoan Church here in Colorado Springs. And he also brought some friends of uh, his with us, with him. And you might recognize um, Richie and Betty Oswega. Did I say that right? And also Matthew, their students here, and their friends, and they're going to be leading us in worship this evening. So would you welcome them as well? And they're going to lead us with, in a time of worship. So let us worship together. Praise God. God is good. And all the time. God is great. I want to see if you're still there. <laughs> Amen. Shall we all stand? I just like to just uh, thank uh, Chaplain Reverend Jonathan Nels for this uh, awesome opportunity uh, that we could uh, share with you, with you all, my brothers and sisters in Christ, um, that we could praise God. Um, just this whole week, I was just a brief, brief story that's short. Um, that just wanted to share something um, that God put in my heart about about um, worshiping God and praising Him. Um, and I was thinking of uh, the story. Uh, in Acts chapter 16 about Paul and Silas when when they were when they were praying and they were singing hymns in prison wow imagine that huh Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns in prison to God and it's and they said suddenly there was a violent earthquake and it said it shook the foundations of the prison and the doors flew open and sometimes I feel like that because sometimes we base worship on how we feel amen Sometimes we base it on how, and I, and I could, and I could, and I fall short of that at times. And uh, when I come to the house of the Lord and said, "Oh, I don't feel like I'm tired, and I just got off of work, and I, I don't feel like singing," but sometimes we gotta we gotta pray through that. Sometimes we gotta worship through that. I believe that's what Paul and Silas was seeing in, in these scriptures that they were praying and singing in prison, and they said a, a violent earthquake. Um, erupted and, and the doors flew open. Praise God. Let's let's worship and let's let's sing the song. Here I am to worship, and I want you just to just to meditate. Let's just meditate upon the Lord tonight.
next song we're going to sing is because of who you are i don't know if some of you guys know this song but um it's a it's a simple song just we're going to have the words up there but just read the words and and, and i pray that it will minister to your heart I will 
God for the opportunity to let me come here in this place and uh, through Dr. Graves, the president of the Nazarene Bible College and JC, uh, the chaplain and all the few that allowed me to come over here today. This is a great place and the last time I was here was almost nine years ago. You know, I made a lot of great friends over here. It's a great place, professors and uh, uh, the students and the fellowship and you know, it's a great place and this is one of the places you never forget. And I tell you and I guarantee you it's a great place because I had a, a great time over here. Let's pray. How Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to come here tonight and I thank you, Father God, for your love and your grace that surround us. We thank you for the opportunity, Father God, and I pray that you will open our hearts and our minds and our ears to your word. Even though it's a cold weather, but we can feel the warmth of your hearts and your, your love among us in our fellowship and our worship. And through your word, Father God, and now I pray that you will open our eyes to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
There was a young Jewish boy that attended a public school in a small town. And the teacher realized that this is a, a new kid in a school, and he tried to make every, everybody comfortable and you know, familiarized to each other. And the teacher came up with a question to the students. Who is the greatest man who ever lived? And one of the students in the front row raised his hand and he said, I think it's George Washington because he is uh, the founding father of our nation. The teacher said, well, that's a good answer, great answer, and that's true. But that's not what I'm looking for. And another kid raised his hand and he said, I think it's Abraham Lincoln because he freed the slaves and ended the Civil War. And the teacher said, that's another great answer. But that's not what I'm looking for. Finally, the Jewish boy raised his hand and he said, I think it's Jesus Christ. And the teacher was so happy and said, come on up here, you know, and uh, reward him with a lollipop. And he said, how did you know that? Did I just know Jesus Christ is the greatest man who ever lived? So during the recess, the other Jewish boy approached this fellow and said, why did you say it was Jesus Christ? This fellow took off the lollipop and he said, I know it's Moses, you know it's Moses, but business is business. <laughs> you know, here we are in our lives, and even if you sit here, we live with the convenience, the benefits of life, and what is right in our own eyes. You know, the title of our, the theme of the, the evening is trust in the Lord with all your hearts. But I just want to add another ver verse, the end of the verse 5 and verse 6. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path or make your path straight. These words are very familiar to us. Most of us memorize that. But I was thinking about how can we trust God? with our lives. You know, as you sit over here and where you, from your life over here to pure land, you, you, we have so many ways, we have so many ideas, but some of those ideas, they, it might be lead us to dead end or sometimes it's fatal. Like the Bible say that the ways of man leads to death. You know, God showed all his ways to Moses. 103 Psalm verse 107. He made Moses known all his ways. So it is possible to know God's ways, to lead us so we can trust him. But I want to bring this story. But the Jewish boy, before I say that, Jewish boy was right. You know, in Hebrew chapter 3, it says that Jesus was superior than angels, the prophets, Moses, the Gideons, and all others. But it, because of convenience of life and how we carry on our, our business, we try to find out what is right in our own eyes. But I want to bring you this story, the story of Abraham. It's a well-known story to us. You know, in chapter 21, Isaac was born. And 22, Abraham was tested if he will give up his son. 23, Sarah died. And I want to, the message I bring this evening is chapter 24, about Isaac and Rebekah. And in the beginning, the first verse, it says, Abraham was old. You know, his wife dies. 
and Abraham, he, he saw the blessing of God. You know, he saw the, 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 the salvation of God. You know, he didn't kill his son, but now he's getting old. So how can he carry on the promises of God he promised him? Now he is in the land God promised him to be at. The first thing, Abraham, he trusted God. My first point is about the family. Abraham knew that in order for the blessings and the fulfillment of these uh, promises of God, he has to be with, right with God and pick the right way with God. And if you think, read the scriptures about, you know, his son Isaac, now Sarah died, but Abraham, he wants to see the fulfillment of these promises of God in him because all the nations will bless through him. So it was about his family. He said, I don't want, he told his servant, I don't want a wife for my son from this land. But I want you to swear to God that you will go to my country and my relatives, my people, to bring a wife for my son. Now, this is kind of strange over here. Now he's in there. He doesn't want a canonized woman, but he wants somebody from his land. So we think about that. Our family is very important to us. You know, as we see it over here, maybe the most important thing in, your, in, in, in all of us is our family. We're concerned with our kids. You know, if you have grandkids and great-grandkids, you want to see where they're going. But we need to trust God. And Abraham trusts God for his family. The first thing, he knows that it is through the family. So he wants to send this guy over there to bring a wife for his family. You know, the Canaanite woman, I don't think is. He's against, uh, you know, uh, uh, interracial marriage. No, he's not. I don't think he is, Abraham is like that. But, you know, he, I think he's concerned about maybe the religion, maybe the culture that mislead these uh, promises of God to some other religion because he always trusts God. He always has faith in God. Now he wants the fulfillment of this promise and he wants to have the right person. And maybe the land where he came from has the right person, and that's exactly where God leads him. So our family is very important to us, just like Abraham. You know, he, he wants everything right. So it's nothing wrong when we, we have concern with our kids, uh, where they get married. You know, it's not like interracial or anything like that. But you got to know where our kids are, are heading to, make sure they have the right person to continue the blessings of God in our family. You know, Paul, Pastor Paul said in the Corinthians, you know, he does not... Uh, approve uh, unequally yoke. You know, it has nothing to do with culture or anything like that, but the religion, the different gods that they serve. So the family, he wants to get this girl from over there to bring it here to, for his son to be married, and he didn't want his son to take it over there. He wants his son to stay here. But something about the Canaanites women, and not only, he doesn't want his son to marry the Canaanites women, but he wants somebody from his country. Something about, about women. You know, women are powerful. Who knows if he takes his son over there and he gets married over there and some, some women mislead his son and not coming back because this is the land he wants to stay and he makes sure Isaac is in this land. So what happened? He sent the, the, the chief servant over there to bring this woman. Have you heard the, there was a there was a CEO and a, and a wife. They went on a highway, 
and about two miles down the, high, down the highway, they saw they were short of cash, and they, they pulled over to the cash station. When they went over there, they were, the, the man got out and filled his, his tank, and his wife went inside the, the, the little pool. There's one pump, and he saw his wife talking with the cash station attendant. He, he said, they're having a good time. You know, they're talking and laughing. And the, the CEO of, the, of a big company, well, he was kind of feel insecure and not happy what he saw. So the wife came back and they got back in the car and they go back on the highway. So they were kind of quiet for a while. And the CEO told his wife, aren't you happy you married the CEO and not the cash station attendant? And the woman said, if I marry that guy, he will be the CEO and you will be the cash station attendant. You know, the women have their way. And something about women that Isaac, he, you know, his, his dad doesn't want to send him over there. That woman can change him. And if he's here, the women over here can change him. So I'm not like against the, the women, and, you know, but they are powerful creations of God. You know, they, 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 we have to make the... Make it right. You know, you got to right the family. You know, we're concerned about them. Because if my son comes and say he wants to marry a, a, a Muslim woman or a, a Hindu, you know, I will have a long talk with him. I will, I will sit down and, you know, and, and try to open his eyes some of the things I know. Because we want our kids to have a wonderful life and lead them to the right path. So Abraham said to this guy, he didn't say to the guy, swear to me. He said, swear to the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth. On verse 12, he wants this guy to swear. So the second point of the message is, is about servanthood. The chief servant, he served Abraham just like you serve God. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, whatever you work, you work like you work for God. So this servant over here, what an amazing God. It will be hard to find somebody like this. But it, we are all servants of God. You know, when we work, it's not only that we work for somebody else, but we work for God. His, his service was uh, public and private. He did the same thing. You know, he didn't change anything. He was a faithful servant. But the first thing when he served God, he said he prayed to God. He had everything. The camel was loaded. The ten camels loaded and all good things. Now he's ready for the trip. So when they came to the wells and the camels are drinking water and he said, the first thing he did, he prayed. He prayed to God to make his trip success. Verse 12. Then he prayed, oh Lord God, my master, God of my master Abraham, give me success today. And show kindness to my master Abraham. The first thing he did, he acknowledged God. In our service for God, you know, sometimes we serve God the way we want to serve God. But this faithful servant, he prayed. He acknowledged all success begins with God and led by God. So this is what the servants did. He prayed, God, amazing. While he was still praying, God answered his prayer. Here comes Rebecca. I mean, this woman, I don't know 
maybe Eve was the most beautiful woman in the world because God created her. But Rebecca, when she came, she was the most beautiful woman that ever lived at that time. Dr. King is here. He can give you the answer who was the most beautiful woman at that time if you give him some exegetical work. But, you know, uh, she was the most beautiful. I can put her on a lineup of Miss Universe. I can guarantee you she will be first. You know, a lot of time we watched the Miss Universe the last time. I told my wife and some of the people we work, I picked the one who was going to win from the 10 finalists. And I was right. You know why I was right? I always pick the ugly one. And they always win. <laughs> so, but Rebecca, when she came, she was the most beautiful woman. You know, you can't go wrong when God directed you. You know, if you're single over here or you marry me, maybe I should pray God for recording that. Or, you know, it's not too late if you're single. You have a, a lot of chance to pray God to, to, to point out the right one for you. But it's good that you ask God to direct your path. A lot of time we do with our, what is right in our mind and our hearts. But the sermon, he was never wrong because God directed him. Now Rebecca came and everything he said, circumstances as well. Because he said, if that woman come and let me drink and water my camels as well, then let that be your will. You know, sometimes we ask God for circumstances. I like the idea of circumstances. In that way, I know for sure that this is God. It's not something that you make it yourself. Before I was called the pastor of the church here in Colorado Springs, one church, I said to myself, when, I'm done, you know, when I was studying Bible college, I went to seminary, and I said to myself, God, please don't let me be a pastor unless you really, really call me. You know, because I was here, I, there's so many directions I think of, so many dreams and calls and, and I said God if you really want me to be a pastor let the DS call me on this cell phone right here if he doesn't call me this cell phone here I keep going to school and go to work and then I can serve you that way that capacity that way so the next day the DS called me on that phone he said oh, no this is the will of God I don't have, want to have any doubt but that's one way that we look at the ways of God you know when we say God if that's your will, let it be. And sometimes God shut the doors. You know, I, and thank God if God shut one door and opened one door. Because you don't never know what is behind that door. And this uh, chief servant, you know, he, he thanked God for killing success because that's exactly what he wants. Rebecca, she came out and, you know, give them water and water their camels. The circumstances of our life, sometimes we, 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 we go with the circumstances. It's, not, it's, not, it's okay to go with circumstances in our life. Sometimes the will of God shows in circumstances and exactly what happened. And the last thing, verse 27. The chief servant, he said this. As for me, you know, he fulfilled everything. You know, he, he promised Abraham, I will do exactly what you want. And verse 27, the last thing. He said, and as for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. You know, this servant right here, God was leading him to the house of his relatives, the relatives of Abraham. You know, we trust God in your journey over here. You know, sometimes we think about, well, well what's, what's next after this? 
You know, maybe, maybe after your life in the Bible college, maybe the ministry you have. But we trust God, where will he lead you to the next turn? Well, this verse here might be literally translated to that house over there. But it can also mean that where God leads you to your journey, then the next step, and the next step in our life. You know, he leads him to the house. You know, when he saw that, he was a joyful. He was worship. He was a joyful celebration. You know, now I met what God calls me to do. To lead me to the house. I don't know where we're at today. Maybe some of us, we still try to find the house. The house of worship. Not only the house of worship, but a joyful celebration in our lives. But when God leads you, if you acknowledge him for your journey, you know, every step in a way is a joyful celebration. And I, I tell you what. We came here. We were in Kansas City. We came back here. Everywhere we go, God always provides. And it's a joyful experience with me and my family. Because he, he never failed. He never leave us. He never forsake us. We know them, them promises. But this guy acknowledged who he is. And he said that God led him to the house. Not only the house. A joyful journey that he had. But God led him to the relatives of Abraham. Do you know this relative? Like I said, it can mean literally the relative of Abraham. But think about the relatives of Abraham. Look about the genealogy of Jesus. All the relatives of Abraham that lead to Jesus Christ. He was born. But this guy here led by God to the relatives of Abraham. And where we are today, God will always lead us. If you trust him and obey him and have faith in God, he can lead you. Not only a joyful journey, but to the relatives. He can lead us to Christ. You know, sometimes we try to lead people the way we want to lead them. But when God leads us where he wants us to lead, you never go wrong. It is joyful and it is the blessing that our Savior Jesus Christ has. So where are you at today? I have three points. I will start here to have three points. And where are you at? Are you trusting God for your family? Where God has for family. God has a plan for you. You know, plan to prosper you. He wants to bless your family. And at the same time, God wants us to serve him. We got to serve him faithfully in our hearts, in our family. When you see the result, when we serve him. You know, it doesn't take, come that easy. When we serve him, it takes a long time to serve him. When God, and God will bless us. And where's your journey at? Where's the point of your journey? You know, trust God can lead you from here to the next stop and the next stop. But God has promised you he will direct your path and my path. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the loving God we have. An ever-present help in time of our need and You've been shown your faithfulness, your love that comes when we need you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your servants. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the journey we, we have in our lives. Thank you for our family. Father God, I pray that you will continue to help us, which you always promise us, Father God. Bless each and every one of us tonight, the professors, the students, and all of us over here. Have your peace surround us. Have your Holy Spirit lead us. 
In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. You're dismissed.